Welcome to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast, Burning Hallows production. We are your honest hosts, Kitty and Alora. And welcome back to season four. This episode is going to be interesting. Are we ready to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the witchy truth? So help us, goddess. <laughs> we are doing something a little different today. We are answering our readers' submitted questions at random on all things to do with our witchcraft practices and our personal lives. So it's going to be a juicy one. So grab your cuppa and settle in. Are we ready to do this thing? I can't believe that people actually submitted this many questions and are that interested in our lives. <laughs> yeah, me too. It, it is. I mean, it's flattering, I guess, or yeah, flattering. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so who's going first? Ooh, uh, I don't know. Do you have a coin? <laughs> I don't. Well, dang. Um, you can go first. Okay. First question. We're really getting this started on the right foot. What's your favorite food, Alora? <laughs> it will always and forever be chicken and dumplings. And <laughs> go ahead. I missed that. Part. Oh, I was going to say, if you don't know what chicken and dumplings are, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you should. Yeah. Well, I mean, so chicken and dumplings, uh, biscuits and gravy, mm -hmm. both of those. Yep. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's not the same thing though. <laughs> no, no, no. Saying, in addition to the chicken and dumplings, look, you like the biscuits look, I, and gravy. I gave a dinner meal and a breakfast meal. <laughs> Delicious. They both sound really good. My stomach's growling now. Mm. What about your least favorite food? Vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You just take a whole part of the food pyramid and you're like, I don't like any of that. <laughs> no, look, so I do eat potatoes and I will eat, I'll eat vegetables in things depending <laughs> on what it is, but I have, it's not, it has nothing to do with taste. It has everything to do with texture. I yeah. am a texture weirdo. So, uh, well, most that's understandable that I don't like. <laughs> What do you like carrots in your cake? Cause I don't like that. No, but I don't like carrots. <laughs> so look, the list of vegetables I will willingly eat is probably easier than the list of vegetables that I won't eat. So it's like potatoes, corn, and then broccoli on occasion. And then I've started eating bell, red bell pepper because, and diced tomatoes because my husband uses them when he cooks. Mm -hmm. So I've just learned to, oh, and onion. So I've learned to just get over it and eat that, but good for uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> but like, oh, and celery, celery makes me vomit on command. Okay. Actually, I was just talking about this with my sister the other day. She's like, yeah, if you like eating a stick that's made of hair, go ahead and eat some celery. Yes. Yes. Like that's, <laughs> that's the part that makes me vomit because the string is like the stringiness. It's they're so long. They like hit my gag reflex and I'm like, Ugh. I'll eat them if they're cooked and in something and really soft, but otherwise I don't like them. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I still won't eat them if they're cooked. <laughs> Understood. Okay. okay. What about you? Food? Yeah. Oh God. I love all the things. My least favorite food. I'll start with that. Cause it's probably easier is beets. You don't like beets. I've only ever had pickled beets. So I don't yeah, know. I, I've eaten pickled beets as a kid. Ugh, I, don't, I don't really love them. They kind of tasted like dirt. I can't eat them. It's something about the pickling that they used. But anyway, so that's my, probably my least favorite, my favorite food. I love sushi, pokey, any kind of raw fish. <laughs> and I'm over here going, no way. Yeah. Oh, seafood in general. I just that. love seafood too. 
Uh, I have a funny story about sushi. I will quickly tell it because it's hilarious. So no. one no. time I was going on a date and this guy was going to, he asked me if I'd ever been for sushi and I said, no. So he's like, okay, we'll go for sushi. Then we go. And I'm already nervous because I have never had sushi. I love seafood, never mm-hmm. have had raw fish at this point. So I'm like, okay, like let's, okay. So he orders California roll and some other things. Doesn't tell me what the green stuff on my plate is. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So you see where this is going. Yikes. So you ate like a ton of wasabi all at once. Uh, yes, but that wasn't the worst part. The worst part was apparently avocado also makes me vomit on command. And Ooh. so I put a piece of this sushi roll in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to vomit because I'm on a date. So I am like chewing with a napkin to my mouth, like holding the napkin. <laughs> oh my God. And it is so bad. Like my gag reflex is so bad at this point that I <laughs> tears are streaming down my face. Oh no. Ah, then I choked that down. And yes, I ate a mouthful of wasabi after that. And then I told him, I'm so sorry, but I can't eat this. Wow. That's hilarious. <laughs> I can't believe that that's your favorite food. Yeah. I, I could eat it every day. Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My turn to ask the the questions. Okay. Okay. What was a good unexpected result of a spell that you did? Oh, crap. Okay. All right. So I once did a spell to sever a tie with someone sever a cord whatever you want to call it right and it did not work in the way that I thought that it would but it actually had more positive results in that um the tie wasn't broken completely but there were certain things that were influencing my life that I was able to cut the cords with it's hard to explain without getting into too much personal stuff but I thought this was the juice I can't I can't (laughs) (laughs) okay I can't it might change the course of history no I'm just kidding okay Doc Brown just relax (laughs) (laughs) all right do do you answer that or should I just ask the next one Probably yeah, I can answer one. it if you want. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I would definitely say moving to Australia. In the in the current climate, it's not it's not fantastic, but uh, so I did a spell to find my perfect match, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and so I had no idea that that would lead me to a different country. Yeah. True that. If that makes sense. So yeah, I in turn have grown a whole lot, um, just by wanting to attract the right person for me. I like that. That's nice. In way, yeah. In ways that I didn't expect. How lovely. Yeah. Okay. okay. Next question for you. What is one area of magic that you are drawn to, but others might find taboo or controversial? Mm. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. Can you define area of magic? What does that mean? Are we talking? It could be anything. Just any, any topic of that's related to magic, any topic, any practice, whatever. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So using animal parts in my magic, mm-hmm. I think is, can be controversial for some people. Yes. Using bodily fluids Yummy. in my practice that can be controversial for some people. It can. The fact that I, 
um, believe that meat eating is important for magical practice. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, see, lots no, of people I don't, like, I listen, I'm a meat eater. Like I, I'm, I eat the meat. So, <laughs> well, when I say important for magical practice, of course, I'm talking about my practice, Yeah, uh, but I also, but I think there's a purpose for it. Um, and I'm sure people won't always agree with me. And I also look, I won't say baneful and malefic magic, but I will, because look, that whole area is subjective. It is. So it's really hard to say that I like, because to one person, what's baneful might be justice work to another. You know what I mean? I agree. uh, I've even heard people say that they don't do any kind of workings for themselves because they feel that it's wrong, that it's selfish. So you could take it to that level, like to that extreme as well. I would say offensive protection magic. Yeah. It's all good. Speak your truth, girl. (laughs) Okay. What about you? I'm just going to say one word, Loki. Ah! <laughs> chaos magic do you do you do you do chaos magic no i mean i feel like i naturally do it just because i didn't even know that it was like a thing we've had this conversation about things before but i yeah. do a lot of experimenting and did i get results from this which is a lot of what chaos magic is <laughs> mm. Um, you know, there's some other pieces to it as well. I don't want to say you don't want to, I don't want to say borrowing different forms of magic because people get up in arms about that, but well, that is kind of taboo and controversial. So yeah, I mean, Loki and chaos magic a little bit Mm. respectfully. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did your path evolve and is your focus completely different now from when you began? Oh my gosh. Yes. It's definitely evolved. It's always evolving with every phase of my life. I guess there's change Mm. with how I practice and what I practice. And I mean, I started actively studying and practicing witchcraft when I was 14, going on Mm. 15, I think 14 or 15. And I mean, that was I don't want to date myself, but I was over 20 (laughs) years ago. So there's a lot that's changed. (laughs) And I think when I started, it was a lot of Wicca based kind of books because that's what we had access to back then. And it was very, just me heavily relying on the moon and the elements, which is never a bad thing. Mm. But over the years, it's, it's just, I've been through a lot, but I've, now is very heavy on dream work, um, being that it's winter or has been winter and I hate this season. So I kind of (laughs) retreat into myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this is an interesting question Mm -hmm. because for me personally, I feel like my practice has matured Um, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it does. Yeah. And I definitely think that it's also cyclical as well. Mm -hmm. I think, I think you come back seasonal. Well, and I think you come back to things that like you may have used in years past, but you Mm -hmm. come back to them differently with greater depth and wisdom and understanding. Yeah, that's true. Very good point. Yeah. Um, Okay. I think it's your turn. Do we move on? Okay. Speaking of practices, what is your practice focused on right now, Alora? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Um, no, look, we, so we just moved into a new house Mm -hmm. and in that transition, 
I was working with Rhiannon for the last couple of years and she's kind of taken a step back and I have a feeling that I know what goddess is trying to come through, but I haven't gotten what I needed yet to confirm that. Mm-hmm. But I also haven't set up my altar because it's, I mean, I don't, Rhiannon clearly doesn't want a space there at the moment. So she's just kind of like my altar is just kind of not put together mm-hmm. as far as my deities go. Um, Odin, of course, he's still chilling. He's never like, he's always there. He's never changed in my entire practice. And I don't know if he ever will um, take yeah. a step back yeah. for somebody else, but uh, as far and, you know, so I just like recently got all of my stuff back from the U S and in all that stuff, I got my entire tarot and Oracle collection back. I got my entire witchcraft library back. Um, so these are things I haven't seen in about five years now. (laughs) Uh, well, four and a half. And so, yeah. And so right now my practice is really kind of going back to the texts that I had and kind of like refreshing my memory, refreshing myself Mm -hmm. on those kind of things. And thanks to a certain someone, uh, I have some new books as well to explore that have to do with Elfland and Witch's Night. So, so at the moment it's very text focused and study focused, Mm -hmm. uh, just because I haven't seen these books in years. And so I'm like, Oh, I remember this one. Oh, I remember this one. So, yeah, I like it. (laughs) What about you? Yeah, it's, I'm kind of, like I said, I've, I've more or less retreated (laughs) into myself (laughs) in ways. So there's been more focus on just dream work. And when I have time, I take a bath, you know, and I try to cleanse and I did just do a Reiki session, a shamanic Reiki session, which was amazing. And that kind of helped to reset me. Mm. So I'm feeling a little more spiritually energetic, (laughs) right? Yeah. A lot of reading and writing and, and dream work lately. Okay. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah, go. Have you ever Uh cast a love spell and did it work? Yes, I have. And yes, it did. But as soon as it worked, he had to move away. So (laughs) that's how it works. You know what I mean? So essentially you got caught by a loophole. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That's not funny, but it is funny. And I already know the answer to yours. Yes. And yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but more specific, like I'm going to clarify, I did not do a love spell on a particular person. I did a love spell to attract my partner, like the person that I was supposed to be with. And, um, yeah, and it definitely worked. You did it the, uh, free will way. (laughs) yes yes for sure because I definitely didn't want to start any type of relationship by bending anyone's free will no well listen I was a teenager oh yeah I had a dollar store candle and a thing of McCormick cinnamon (laughs) (laughs) oh you're so cute Uh, yeah true story Hmm. Well, mine was more, mine was more done in the middle of the night with a glass of Jack Daniels and Coke with a lot of angst for the opposite sex and me going, all right, listen, I'm tired of this. This is Mm. what I want. Mm. (laughs) Well, good for you. You got all jacked up. Literally. All right. Are you ready for your next one? Yes. Go. If you could talk to one magical 
or spiritual being, be it a God, a witch from the past, et cetera, et cetera, who would it be? Okay. First of all, I talk to my gods all the time. So, okay. I mean like a physical manifestation sitting beside you with a cup of coffee. Um, that's not fair to throw gods in there with witches. Okay. So separated. Yeah. Well, Odin for one, because for me, look, like I know that he has a different energy depending on the person, but for me and my relationship with him, he is very much like a protective grandfather Mm -hmm. figure for Mm -hmm. me. Um, and his energy is very comforting to me. Yeah. So I would definitely have a cup of coffee with him. Yes. Uh, as far as like historical figures, I would love to have a cup of coffee with Bridget Bishop because I want to know what actually happened in Salem. That would be, yeah, that would be a good one. Like, were y'all into some folk magic or was it all hysteria? Yeah. Agreed. What about you? Um, gods, I would have to say probably Bershta because I just think she's extremely complex. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. And I kind of want to know, did is she as like prehistoric as some theories would suggest? Or does she maybe branch off from Freya? There's a bunch of different <laughs> theories on that. And I just, yeah. I can totally picture you having a cup of coffee with her and being like, look, okay, so I have all these books. And in this book, it says that you, yeah. and in this book, it says. <laughs> exactly. And I, I just, yeah, I just think she's, and the mother goose like link with her and everything is pretty cool. So I would love to talk to her. Plus maybe not in her Christmas hag form, but maybe like the, the bright <laughs> mother form. <laughs> and I have a feeling that you would try to like correct her <laughs> and be like, no, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> no, nah, no, I would not do that. Come on. <laughs> Historically, probably, and we talked about this in the British folk magic um, episode, but Bess Dunlop or Isabel mm. Godey. Yeah. Because I just, think they're extremely fascinating both of them That's yeah it. for sure yeah okay okay next yep you go or you what? ask the question all right you ready yeah what spell have you cast that you regret and would never do again oh i'm getting all of the like heavy spell questions <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what spell have I cast that I regret that I would never do again? Is this going to be really cocky, but I'm going to say I don't have any that I've really no, regretted. I agree. That's my answer too, because I feel like in magic, a lesson, right? Exactly. Yeah. Bingo. It, it, I mean, I've definitely had some backfire and I can't think of anything specifically right now. I mean, it's, you know, it's been a long time. You and I, we've been practicing a long time, but over the years, yes, things maybe not backfire, but they don't work in the way that you thought, or maybe they backfire. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. And you might go, oh crap, you know, like I shouldn't have done it this way, or I could have, maybe I should have thought through that, but then you learn a lesson from it. Or they completely just don't manifest or they, yeah, that's, that can happen too. That definitely happens. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't regret anything that I do in magic. Mm -mm. No, I don't either. Yeah. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Have you ever questioned your beliefs? And if you did, how did you work through that moment? Okay. Are we talking which beliefs specifically? Yes. Okay. So the answer to that is yes, I have. Uh, And I have because of 
more the environment than I lived in than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, it was not conducive to being pagan, I guess you would say. Um, and so I just didn't have any type of spirituality or religion for about two and a half years or three and a half years, something like that. Wait, let me think. No, two years. Was this like Bible belt territory or like yeah, someone yeah, that yeah. was around you kind of thing? But both, both, both. Okay. Got you. Yes. Um, and so I ended up, like I said, not practicing I get for that. that period of time. I mm-hmm. threw out all of my books. I threw uh, out my book of shadows. Oh yeah. I I've was just like, too. No. I've had, I've had, I've, I've gone, I hate to admit this, but I've gone through something similar and I, that I will say that I regret throwing my stuff oh, out. Yeah. yeah. That's not a spell. No, but, um, and I think it's a spell of lunacy. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I think what I learned from that though, is, yeah. um, afterwards I became even more clear mm-hmm. and determined Yes. That no one and no place was ever going to change me like that again. And I think, and, you're, and it's hard. It, well, I think too, you probably feel this way, but there's been moments where I've actually tried to believe what everyone else believes and tried to put this path behind me. Hmm. And I just can't, it's just, it's a part of me. I cannot, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I will say in that time frame, I did, um, attend church once. Um, and <gasps> no, I walked <laughs> in, no, I walked in and I sat through the service is fine. And it but caught on fire it, the whole, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But it just felt wrong. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I do not belong here. Um, but it it is hard, uh, especially when it's hard to be steadfast and determined in, in beliefs when you're being discriminated against or you're being yeah. bullied or you're being, you know, made fun of. Yep. Or people are spreading rumors about you, things like that. So, oh my gosh, it's definitely not been easy. I feel you on this. Like this is all things I've been through too, as well, most definitely. But now I'm so I feel like I'm pretty rooted in my beliefs that it 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 takes a lot for me to question anything. It would take and a when lot. you like, and I feel like when you get older, yeah, like when you get you know more years on you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You just get to a point where you're like, you know, here's two middle fingers. Peace out. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> or I is it my the question? <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. No, you're fine. Okay. It's another spell question. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> What's your most powerful spell? Like like actively or like what uh this is a hard one i guess what is your most powerful spell (laughs) i I don't know why but i'm getting like the sanderson sisters in my head with that question um (laughs) there's like a line in hocus pocus where like it's her most powerful spell um (laughs) dude i don't i don't know I, I don't even know how to answer that, honestly. Well, do you want me to answer it for you? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I would say that Kitty's most powerful spells involve food, like kitchen witching. Oh, yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I keep thinking like elaborately, you know, like I'm like, okay, when I was in the dark and I did a candle spell, but you're right. Like, most of my magic is done in the kitchen. Yeah. And probably when I bake bread, I, I just love the whole process. And I typically try to put intentions of like joy or health or prosperity into, 
into that. And it's typically around the holidays when I'm making bread. So yeah, I would say that. Thank you for answering that for me, Laura. You're welcome. <laughs> Do you have any that you can think of for yourself? Um, not like a particular spell, but I will say uh, protection magic mm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You are good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and anything. And when I say protection magic, I mean, anything that has to do with both active and passive protection magic. You actually have in a time where I was going through something pretty intense, um, psychic attack, I believe you really helped me through that. Mm. So, I mean, just as you told me to put a cup of water or cup or bowl of water under the bed where I was staying and it freaking worked. <laughs> okay. Well, that was not my trick. That was a trick taught to me. If I can't take well, credit. I know that's that. not your trick, but I'm saying this is, these are things, this is an area of magic that, you know, and you do well. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that though? Like that would be, that would be an interesting exercise to kind of try to pick apart why you're good at the magical things that you're good at. I agree. Maybe we should look into that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Next. Yes. Next. What is your native element currently? I'm going to have to say earth. Did you say uh, earth or earth? Earth. <laughs> earth. <laughs> yeah. Earth uh-huh. currently. Uh, just because there's a lot of practical stuff happening mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah. I think that need to be sorted. I just moved uh, home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There a lot of hearth and home stuff going on right now. What about your shadow element? Okay. So this is new for me. I have net, it's never been my shadow element before, but right now air is a shadow element for me because even though I'm very academic, very cerebral, very intellectual, the fact of what is happening around the world right now, the fact that the news cycle is a 24 hour news cycle. And the fact that we live in a digital world, it's all very too much for me at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like, because when, when you talk about the air element, that's uh communication a lot of communication information yeah uh you know thinking outside the box things like that reading but even all that yeah and even the thinking outside the box right now is just hurting my head and i'm i'm very like want to stick my fingers in my ears and go la 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 here sometimes Mm -hmm. what about you Okay. So native element first. Yeah. I don't, this is a hard one for me right now because typically I would say earth because of the kitchen magic stuff, but I haven't had a lot of motivation to give a crap about the kitchen, right? (laughs) Like lately. (laughs) So probably air because it's been a lot of reading and writing and um, playing guitar. Although I haven't been super motivated to do that. So people, you know, we go through phases. Okay. As far as shadow element, it's, it's, I hate admitting it, but it's always been water and it probably always will be. It's that's always a work in progress for me. Mm. I've gotten better about it. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know. Lately it's also, I'm trying to express my emotions in a healthy way. (laughs) Sometimes Mm. I tend to not like I, I, the emotions are there and I'm letting them out, but I'm not letting them out in healthy ways. So, okay. It's another spell question. (laughs) No, my God, how they end after this one. Okay. So tell us one time a spell went incredibly wrong and why can I, I'm going to have to, no, I'm not, I'm not answering this one. I feel like I've already answered these. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll answer it. I don't know that I would say incredibly wrong. Well, kind of wrong, but 
So when I first really started practicing witchcraft, I did a spell to attract like-minded people to me, which worked within like six weeks or so. Mm -hmm. Um, but I ended up attracting like this woman who, Uh woman slash practitioner who for God knows whatever reason (laughs) was exceedingly jealous of me for like, I, I don't even know why. And then she I do because in- you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but then she turned into like mean girl stalker. It was I was weird. gonna say like stalker st- status or what? Yeah, that's not and good. then yeah. So I ended up in the end, I had to do like some cord cutting and stuff because I was like, okay, this did not I forgot to say, don't send me <laughs> crazy people. Whoa, yeah. Uh, so I have run into those people and I've attracted those people, but I didn't do it through a spell. So, yeah, well I did. So, (laughs) so be careful with attraction magic folks. No (laughs) doubt. (laughs) Okay. Next question. Okay. Right. This one is for you. Right. (laughs) So tell us one stereotypical witchy thing that you do. Stereotypical witchy thing. Uh huh. Mm, okay. Uh. Well, I know <laughs> I have pretty much all the birth charts of anyone I come in contact with. Uh, I don't know if that's stereotypical. Well, I'm not shy about being like, okay, when's your birthday? What time? Oh Where? my god, I've done that with people, and they—I think I've told you this story, but I asked somebody that one time, and they looked at me like I was trying to steal their identity oh. or some or something. Oh no, I don't, I don't really care when, when people look at me weird, I'm like, I'm, I want to pull up your birth chart because yeah, I do look at everyone's birth chart for things that I need to be aware of. I, I mean, I think it's, you know, a good guide. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I would say that that's, you know, a basic witch trait for me. Yeah. Basic. What about you? Oh, okay. So I would say pretty stereotypical witchy thing for that. I do is Blair Stevie Nicks at any (laughs) turn of the corner. Maybe we all do that. You got that from me. (laughs) What? I got it from you. What do you mean? It's my favorite band ever. Oh, come on, girl. You cannot claim Stevie Nicks. Every witch and their mom loves Stevie (laughs) Nicks. If we were to look at everybody's playlists right now, I guarantee every single witch has Stevie Nicks at the top. Yes, correct. But I would have just loved to see all the listeners' faces when I said, you got that from me. Everybody was probably like, oh, no, she didn't. She did not just claim Stevie Nicks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can do that. That's not fair. Uh, but I'm funny, so. <laughs> okay. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Spirit Nest. Spirit Nest is a warm nest for free-spirited individuals from all paths of spiritual practices, walks of life, and lifestyles. Pagans, Wiccans, witches, hippies, moon children, crystal lovers, healers, empaths, and the list goes on. Spirit Nest offers a wide selection of enchanted, high-quality, natural and affordable beauty and skincare lines, altar provisions alongside original artwork printed on clothing, home decor items, in addition to hand-picked quality lifestyle items. Visit spiritnest.com and don't forget to enter Oracle 10 upon checkout for a 10% discount on your witchy favorites.
Okay. Moving on. What is your favorite color to use in magical workings? Hmm. I would say I use a lot of green because herbs in the kitchen. Hmm. And I also use, huh? Hmm. Probably white or black would be the next one. Mm. I don't know why. I just maybe can't like my candles are mostly white and black. Well, I'm the Pantone catalog over here because <laughs> I typically use colors according to what I'm trying to do. The Pantone I catalog. I thought you were saying the Toblerone catalog. <laughs> <laughs> so you like the colors of chocolate. No, I said Pantone, Pantone. <laughs> Jeez. For anybody who doesn't know what that is. Do you Pantone. have like, do you have like the swatches of like paint and like a binder and like every time you go to have a spell, you're like, okay, what palette is going to be for this spell? <gasps> I don't know, but you just gave me an incredible idea. <laughs> it's a cool idea. That is a cool idea. Yeah. Okay. Can you order those? I wonder. Uh, probably. Or, or you just go into Home Depot and you take every single swatch of paint. I'm just going to stop you there. And you catalog it. <laughs> we don't have Home Depot here in Aussie land. Okay. We have Kangaroo we, Depot. We have Bunnings. We have yeah. Bunnings. I'll okay. Go there. We'll go there. Uh, okay. Your turn. Yes. Wait. Did, oh, you told us the colors already. Okay. Tell us about one of your past lives. If you're aware of any specifically. Okay. So I will tell you about the 1920s. So, okay. Uh, growing up, I was extremely fascinated with the 1920s. Mm -hmm. Uh, even in, so we had to write like a, it was a, a major project in high school uh, where we had to write a pretty big paper. I think it was like 20 pages, 20 page paper on a decade. Uh, we, we got to pick whatever decade we wanted. And I picked the 1920s. Like I was just like anything 1920s. I was always enthralled with. Well, then um, I ended up having a dream, but it was a vision. So a lot of, uh, past life stuff comes to me via dreams. Um, mm -hmm. but they, but you know, this yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like when you have a vision, it feels different. It affects you different. It it's, it's different. Yes. So, uh, one night I had a vision of this particular past life. I had, short blonde hair. I was a woman. I was in Chicago on a street corner by a, um, sign post, like a street sign, mm -hmm. I guess. And it was nighttime and it was by a Harbor. I remember that too. Um, and I remember that I was like, I was going to an underground bar, i.e. like a speakeasy Mm -hmm. to sing in. And my brother in this past life, he, I remember in the vision, like he was, kind, he was walking towards me, uh, to show me where to go. Cause I had never been to this place before. And all of a sudden coming down the street was one of those really old cars and two men popped out and shot him. Wow. And I remember running and breaking a heel and then I woke up. Wow. So yeah, there you go. Crazy. <laughs> what about That's you? Wild. Um, the more pleasant ones, I guess, because <laughs> I've had some like dreams the same, but it's like how you say it. They're more vivid. It's, it's a different kind of dream, mm. but the one I've had a few lives in ancient Egypt. One, I was a man and in the vision, I was standing in this temple 
and mm. I was etching symbols, hieroglyphs on the temple wall. Mm. And I'm wearing a white robe. And I remember like looking out to the right and there's like, like big, you know, palm trees and there's a, a, a like a tributary of water. I don't know what you want to call it, like a stream tributary, whatever water that, that comes from the Nile river that they've kind of canaled through the temple, hmm. um, like right under my feet, basically. Wow. That's one. And then the other was, I was a very, very tall woman from, I believe Nubia at the time. And I had fallen into the Nile river or I, I don't know how I got in there, but I, I was floating in the river and I, uh, like wound up on this little Island in the middle of the Nile. And I, I stood up and I saw these two women and like a boat, like a kayak or whatever you want to call it. Um, and they definitely looked Egyptian. Like they had the, the black, you know, makeup around their eyes, real dark eyeliner, you know, kind of thing. And the, the haircut and like, Mm. They had like the dread, the whole thing. So, and that's all that I remember from that, but. Interesting. And those were like really extremely vivid, probably the most vivid dreams, uh, you know, some of the most vivid dreams I've ever had. And I knew, you know, you, you know, waking up from those, you're like, okay, that's tapping into some kind of memory <laughs> there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do we have any more? Should we? Oh, yes, we do. Okay. Okay. What was your. Wait a second. Let me stop you there. Is it a spell? No. (laughs) Okay. All right. What was your first paranormal experience? Oh, first paranormal experience. Wow. That's a hard one. I think I've like, I had so many as a kid that it's hard to remember what was the first one. I guess I need to just go with one that I remember. Um, Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. Probably, I guess I was about the age of 12 and we decided to fashion a homemade Ouija board. (laughs) And I'm fairly sure we brought something through or triggered something in the house that I was living in. Mm. And, um, it was just a lot of creepy stuff that happened after that. Um, but we, we supposedly talked to a man who was murdered in like 1908 or something, but I don't even know that it was the spirit of a man. Right. You know, like it was kind of deceitful and, um, a lot of things happened after that. And my brother years later, like as an adult, he was my young, my little brother, he was little then told me that he hated that house that we lived in. And that he heard one night, he heard something breathing under his bed. Mm. And I felt like, I felt so bad. Cause I remember him telling me about this when we were living there. And I was like, I'll just go back to bed. It's okay. You know? And like, as an adult, he was like, it was the scariest moment of my life. And I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't believe you, you know, that I brushed him off kind of thing. Oh, I know terrible sister. I was apparently (laughs) I'm like, there's no ghost under your bed. Just go back to sleep. (laughs) Oh, funny. How about you? Oh yeah. I think it's hard to remember first, but one, when I was a kid, we lived in a really old pre-civil war mm-hmm. or I think it was pre-civil war era home house. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like that house was creepy and things would just like doors would shut mm-hmm. on their own mm-hmm. things like that. It was pretty. And my parents redid that house and well, my mom did and like literally took out the walls to rebuild the house. Wow. So when they did like there was, cause back then they didn't have insulation. Um, so the house was stuffed with newspaper in places. Hmm. So we were pulling newspapers out the, out of the wall from the, early 1900s 
Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And we found a lot of like old, old, like late 1800s medicine bottles and then like early sewing machine oil bottles. And oh, that's awesome. And creepy. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay. Uh, your turn. What is one movie or show that everyone in the witchy community loves, but you just can't get into? Oh God. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So Outlander hands down and I love Outlander and the Witcher <laughs> couldn't get into that one either. Like I couldn't, look, I can't I do the Witcher. It, I feel like the, the main character is a little like, meh. Well, <laughs> for me, it's the pacing of both of these shows. Like they're so slow. I just, I'm just like, okay, get to the point people. I think, well, I'm talking from Outlander uh, point of view here because I'm, I'm in, I just bought season five on prime because I'm so addicted to it. But uh, I think it's also character development. Like you get really involved with the characters lives mm-hmm. And yeah. that kind of carries you through the more boring parts. Cause there are boring parts in Outlander. I'm not going to lie, but the Witcher, I tried a few times. I don't, I just can't, I, I can't do it. I can't do it either. I'm with you on that. Yeah. So those are mine. What about yours? The Witcher. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, there's probably another one. I just, I, uh, the, the new version of the craft. Oh, I haven't seen that we rented it one night and it was like literally three minutes and I'm like, Nope, turn it off. <laughs> it just is like it. I can't because Very teeny bopperish. I don't know how to explain it. The original is iconic. And I think yeah. it's very hard to reproduce iconic things and yeah. have them be as good. Yeah. I agree with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a scary spiritual experience? Scary. Yes. A couple. Um, I think I talked about this one in one of our Mamir's well episodes, probably the cult episode, or maybe, I don't know, but there was one time where I was in a church, uh, when I was a child, excuse me, I was like 12 or 13 I was taken to a revivalist church and, um, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't a spiritual experience for me, but it was spiritual in general. There was Mm -hmm. a bunch of people that were like down at the altar praying and, you know, the pastor was talking about hell opening up and all this stuff. And you could literally hear what sounded like hell opening up in that church. And it scared the ever living hell out of me. (laughs) Yeah. It was wild. I mean, I guess I, it's a spiritual experience because there's definitely some spiritual activity there. Um, but, uh, and then two, you probably agree with this anytime. I mean, I'm used to having sleep paralysis now because I have it at least a few times every year, but I think psychic attack when, when that has happened to me once, that was pretty frightening. Mm. How about you? Yeah. Uh, sleep paralysis for sure. Yeah. Do you get it as much as I do like a couple times a year or no? Uh, yeah, I used to get it a whole lot more as a teenager. Yeah. And in my early twenties. Yeah. Now I don't get it as much. It happens. I, uh, Mike always tells uh, my husband always tells this funny story about me. He didn't know that I had, like, I didn't tell him about my sleep paralysis for a long time. And then like a few years ago, he, he heard me saying to him like through closed lips, cause you can't move. Obviously if anyone, you know, y'all should know what sleep paralysis is, but if you don't, it's when you can't move and like, you're waking up basically. And I was literally going, help me, help me. <laughs> like trying to get him to wake me out of it. Right. And I see him out of the corner of my eye, just look at me. And turn up, like roll over and go back to sleep. <laughs> and the next morning I'm like, did you hear me talking in my sleep? He was like, oh yeah, you were saying help me. He's like, I just figured you were dreaming. And I rolled back over. I'm like, no, wake me up, like shake me next time. 
next time that happens, I'm actually asking you to help me. Right. Exactly. Like, don't just leave me hanging, man. Cause I, I just need someone to like, you know, jolt me out of it and I can get out of it. Yeah. But when you're in it, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <man>. It's like <laughs> being locked in your body. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, is it my turn for you? Yes. This is the magical version of kiss, Mary kill. Are you ready? God, sure. <laughs> Gerald Gardner, Edward from Twilight and, and the real Ragnar Lothbrok. Oh, come on. All right. First of all, Edward from Twilight got to go. So we'll kill him off. <laughs> Um, Gerald Gardner, I'd give him a little kiss on the cheek. And even though he's a misogynistic pig, yeah, I'd probably yeah. marry Ragnar. Oh, very good. Okay. All right. But then again, like back, uh, we won't get into that conversation. Yeah, I know you could, it could go different ways. Ah, uh, anyway. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Uh, I'd have to get rid of Gerald Gardner. I would have to, and this is not because I think Edward from Twilight is like anything special, but I'm thinking he's a vampire and eternal life. So I'm going to marry him <laughs> <laughs> and Ragnar, uh, Ragnar, I would kiss, I guess that's the last one, but if I could just kiss him on the cheek too, cause I feel like maybe he was an ancestor according to my family tree. I don't want to, you know. That's gross. Oh, that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Ew. So that's why I had to say Edward from Twilight. I'm Mary, and I'm just gonna kiss him on the cheek for Ragnar. Okay. Yeah. Your turn. Mm -hmm. What's one thing in the witchcraft community that drives you nuts? Oh. Honestly, there's two things I would say, and they probably, they, let's be honest, they go hand in hand. People that are know-it-alls and want to correct every single little thing that I write or do. Mm. And also people that want to tell me that, you know, uh -huh, the closed practice, uh, closed tradition. <laughs> uh you know yeah blah, blah, so blah. yeah because mine is very similar to yours like I feel like when people use buzzwords just to be on a bandwagon mm. that drives me nuts because buzzwords give me one like what like cultural appropriation oh yeah practice, gatekeeping yeah mm-hmm like, because a lot of times, oh, I'll say half the time, half the time when those terms are used, they're one being used by people that aren't associated with that practice or culture Agreed. in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And B, they don't know what they're talking, they don't they're just saying it because it's the in thing to do. They don't actually know what they're saying. I think, and we talked about this too, and I'm a mirror as well episode. I think it's a big ego thing for people. To right. Know. Right. It's, Oh, look at me. I'm, <laughs> I'm so like woke and knowledgeable and you're not. So I have to tell you like, we get it. You know, like I've been around long enough. I know how to be respectful of other cultures and traditions. I don't need you to constantly point these things out to me or point it out to other people because you don't know where those people have come from. Right. And mm, most correct. people are just judging other people online based off of their name or their profile profile photo. picture. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, we could, we did a whole episode on that. Anybody? Yeah, we did. <laughs> But that, yeah, that, that stuff drives me crazy because it's Agreed. like the spiritual Karens. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
we need there needs to be a name for a spiritual Karen, like a different, like a it would be fun oh, yeah. anyway. Okay. Okay. Tell us one unexpectedly unwitchy thing about yourself. Oh, now I have to pick an unwitchy thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so most of what I do <laughs> can be considered witchy, I guess, in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, because my hobbies are very like my hobbies outside of my spirituality are very <laughs> witchy based, I guess. Um, it's a so, lifestyle. I get it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I think uh, the tidbit that I'll say here is that when I want to completely zone out when I'm super stressed out, when I'm yeah, any of those things, I'll do one of two things. <laughs> I will watch stupid reality TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't have to think. And I will also watch true crime documentaries. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm into that too. Definitely. I don't know why, but those are just two things that like, and it's very strange. Um, but yeah, I they kind I don't of think, I think true crime is actually really popular with a lot of people, but, but, but why? Like that's, why is it that way? I don't know. Mm, maybe because it, like as a, as an observer, you're so far removed that it feels like fiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, and it's okay. the unknown, you know, most of us have not done these things. So it's just True. a curiosity, right? Yeah. And, and just thinking to yourself, like, what is the psychology of this? Because mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your turn. Last un- question. Un- hold on. On what you think about myself. I just want to say that I will watch football, specifically the Buccaneers. Mm. But I think that that is changing now that Tom Brady has retired. Oh no. So you really I, just wanted to watch Tom Brady. Well, no, I want to see the bucks win. Okay. Cause it's been like, I don't know, 10 years of the suck where they lost. <laughs> then we finally got a good team with Tom Brady for like two years. And now he's retiring. It's like, it's like he's breaking up with us Aww. and it hurts. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Okay. Last question. Oh, last question. Okay. Have you ever used baneful magic? Yes. <laughs> Am I supposed to elaborate or do I, can I just say yes? Yeah, you can, you don't have to, if you don't want to, I'll but tell I, you, I, I, if it, I'll just say this, if you are coming after a few things, if you're coming after my family, I, it, there's no, I don't care. Like it, I don't feel bad about being actively protective as you would call it. Hmm. Um, and secondly, if you come after my livelihood, meaning my job, my creativity, et cetera, then I will my intellectual also... property. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say like, look, baneful is a very subjective word yeah. um, because again, what one person sees as baneful, another person sees as protection or justice magic. True. Um, but I absolutely believe in protecting oneself. I absolutely yeah. believe in, um, fairness. Mm-hmm if that makes sense. Um, and so when I feel like those things aren't adhered to, I will, uh, magically protect myself. Agreed. So, all right, your turn. I think, I think I'm done. Actually. I ran out of questions. Are you? Oh, we're done. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed that. 
now that we've sufficiently revealed all of our secrets. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because question one, you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things you just can't talk about, you know, I don't know. But, you know, I will say what I will say though, with the baneful magic thing, just on a last note as well. I never, you like my aim is not never to harm. If that no, makes no. sense. Yeah. Which I, which I think is what, like when we say baneful, I think that's what people immediately think of. Correct. So yes, my aim is never to harm. I like, would, I would, I agree with you there, but I would say that if it depends on the situation, like I've never been in a situation where I've had to consider that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but I'm more absolutely like if there's a situation where someone is, uh, threatening me or anything like that, I'm most likely to just reflect your own stuff back to you. Right. Because what I have found over the years is people tend to be their own worst enemies. So I don't really have to do anything. That's true. Yeah. And honestly, I haven't done a lot of actively protective, baneful magic, whatever you want to call it. But when the time has called for it and there was no other way. Yeah. All right. Well, we'd like to thank our listeners for your support, whether you're new or returning. Grant some of your magical energy to your witchy sisters. Subscribe to and review the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast. Be sure to check out Alora's website at www.alorarain.com for tarot readings, numerology, and soul origin profiles. Hey, that's me. If you're looking for a witchy show on the racier side, subscribe to our shadow podcast, Mimir's Well, now on your preferred podcast app. And remember... Whether you're in the land of the Fae or the land of the ancestors, stay otherworldly.